Life Audio. Hello and welcome to the Daily Bible Podcast with Trisha and Michelle. We're just two friends reading through the Bible chronologically and encouraging you to do the same. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Daily Bible Podcast, or go to our website, dailybiblepodcast.net. We are going through the one-year chronological Bible, and we have links for that in our show notes and also at our website. And we have an awesome online group. You can just search for Daily Bible Podcasts under Facebook Communities. It is a great it is a great group, and we are learning so much from our group. And I've just got to say to the group and to everybody listening, you are doing the hard work of reading God's mm-hmm. Word and learning. You are seeing the value of the words in this book. And I've received pushback from some people who feel that reading through the Bible in a year is just reading for the sake of reading. And Maybe that's true for you. Maybe you're feeling that way because that was true of me before I read the Bible through, before I went through that experience. And that year was an incredible year where I began to see God's bigger plan for the world that he created. And some days I just read to read, but then the next year, as I read through it again, and then the next time that I read through the Bible again, I got even more. And soon it became where I wasn't just reading to read, but that I was applying and I was like seeing new things each time. And so I think you're seeing that happen in your life. And if you are, I'm just, I'm thankful you're here today and reading and listening. And so anyway, let's get into today. Today we are reading Deuteronomy 16 verses 8. 18 through 22, Deuteronomy 17, 18, 19, 20, whew, today's a lot, and Deuteronomy 21, verses 1 through 9. It is a lot. And it's when you're reading so much, it's like you're trying to take in, okay, what is what are the most important things here? Yeah. So we're, we're just going to touch on a few. There's so much in here. But yeah, we see as the, as the people get older, um, you know, we often see older people as wise. So in our lives, we kind of see wisdom in the older uh-huh. people. Do you see that, Michelle? Uh-huh. I'm starting I, to I, see that. I wish I felt that, but I'm seeing that. <laughs> yeah, a little bit more wisdom. It's like, hmm, I, I, that's not going to work out the way you think. <laughs> to these it's younger the life people. experiences. It's the life experiences that we are like, oh, pulling from and going, yeah, you're right. It's not going to work out like you think. That's right. Yeah, because we've been there. Because we've done mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So Moses, as they're, again, preparing to enter the promised land, he knows what is coming. Um, he mm. spoke with God. So he did know it was coming because God told him. But he also lived with the people. <laughs> and he yeah. knew their struggles. And he knows they'll want a king. Um, he knows the king will want many wives and silver and gold. And so he's already seen ahead that mm. I could see that this is going to happen. And remember, he was a prince in the house of Pharaoh. Yeah, so he's he's very direct. He says, um, he tells them when he, talking about the king, he sits on the throne as a king. He must copy for himself this body of instruction on the scroll in the presence of the Levitical priest. And that's from uh, chapter 17, verse 18. And one thing to remember, the text is the Torah, which is the first five books of Mo- that Moses has written, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. 
And the idea of having their religious authority in written form is completely new. This is the first time Moses wrote down these five books. They've never had the written word of God. Um, so even the idea of scribes, there were scribes in Egypt, but this is all new to the people. And Moses wants the king to copy for himself instructions in the presence of a priest. So I thought that was so cool. Like I want, if you're going to get a king, cause I know you're going to do it cause this is what you're going to do. Have him copy all the words of this text. Um, a few more things I loved is that we read about two or three witnesses. So before you put someone to death, they want two or three witnesses. And I think this is around the first time it's appeared. I don't know if it's appeared earlier. It, it, the first time I really noticed it, but this concept of two or three witnesses is repeated throughout the Bible. Even in the New Testament, um, Paul is speaking against sin in the church, and it says every charge must be established by the evidence yeah. of two or three witnesses, and that's in Second Corinthians thirteen one. Um, so this law is established and followed, like most of the Old Testament. Um, but there's a but wait, there's more. And mm-hmm. remember those in, in, in commercials, but wait, there's more. <laughs> and I love Michelle, you brought it before how Hebrews is just a perfect reflection of all that we're reading. And in Hebrews ten. Um, 28 through 29, it says, For anyone who refused to obey the law of Moses was put to death without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Just think how much worse the punishment will be for those who have trampled on the Son of God. Mm. It's like, whoa. So uh, really, this directive for the king here is also understanding the but wait, there's more. Jesus is saying that he knows what's going to happen, but it's also pointing to the Messiah the king that is going to be coming. So so we see so much of the things in the Ultimate Testament reflected in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. And here again, here's another thing in Deuteronomy 18.15, um, where Moses said, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your fellow Israelites. You must listen to him. And that just was like a neon sign. Um, and really, mm, it goes yeah. back to Isaiah 42.1, where it says, Look, my servant, whom I strengthen, he is my chosen one who pleases me. I have put my spirit upon him, which is a prophecy of Jesus again in Mark 1.11. And what does God's voice mm-hmm. say from heaven? As Jesus arises from the water after being baptized by John, you are my son whom I love with you. With you, I am well pleased. And that's in Mark 111. So all these things that we're seeing in the, the Old Testament are just a reflection of what is coming. And I remember even those verses where, um, Peter and James and John are with Jesus at his transfiguration. Um, and this is about a year before his death. And again, from heaven, God says, you are my son whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. And Peter starts talking. He's like talking, 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 and God interrupts him like, okay, listen to him. Listen to Jesus. Um, and I've always wondered about that. Peter says, let's put, him, put up some shelters. It's mm-hmm. because it was right before the festival of the shelters or the Feast of Tabernacles where they put up shelters. And I'm like, oh, we've been reading about these shelters and the Feast of Tabernacles in the Old Testament. So I think it's getting harder (laughs) to just pick one thing because as we're reading these Old Testament 
scriptures. It's like, oh, this was Jesus. Oh, that's Jesus. Mm -hmm. Oh, they're talking about the Feast of the Tabernacles. It's so cool that this foundation that we're laying now later when we get to the New Testament, it's going to be so much more clearer exactly what was happening and how it had been, even in the words coming from Moses' mouth, were fulfilled through Jesus. It's so cool just to, as we're reading, and there's so much cross-referencing. And if if you're a part of our Facebook community, and Trisha, I don't know if you see, saw this, but someone had posted a um, a picture of just all the cross, how the Bible cross references. No, I haven't seen that. I'm going to go look. (laughs) Oh my goodness. It was incredible because it, it sort of had a timeline at the bottom and there was just all these loops that just kept going back and forth. Mm -hmm. And of course, in Revelation between Isaiah and Daniel and Revelation, there was just so much looping back, but there was looping back throughout the entire Bible. And it was just so cool to see because you know that God in his marvelous mind had this all planned out and 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 to see how things weave together so perfectly mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. just a beautiful thing. And then when we are reading when we are reading on our own, but when we are reading in community and we're bringing up those cross references and we're like, Oh, this was Jesus. No, this, this was, this was pointing to this activity. This was pointing to this event. I mean, it's just, it's so cool to see because we really do see how God orchestrated all things. It reminds me of when you said the weaving, it reminds me of, you know, have you ever heard the illustration, the tapestry, when you're Mm -hmm. looking at the back, it just seems like a jumble of colors and a jumble of threads. But when you look at the front, it's this perfect picture. I think often we just get caught up in the jumble. We're like, Mm -hmm. why are these red knots and blue lines? And we're just looking at the jumble and God looking down with through his word is this beautiful tapestry. And the more that we understand, the more we get a glimpse of the tapestry that God has woven in his word. And also, I think and I hope the more that that we are catching that glimpse, the more we are just standing in awe of God. And all that he has done and how he is weaving that tapestry, how he orchestrated everything and created not just things from the beginning, but just continues to move through history into our present days and then on forward into the future. It's it's just incredible. Yeah, And that he knew that we'd be talking about it here. Yeah today and that our yeah. listeners would be listening. I mean, it's no mistake that you're listening right now. If you're out there listening, God has mm-hmm. a plan and you are part of this tapestry. And that's such a cool thing. Such a cool thing. Well, we need to take a break, but when we come back, we're going to hear about the word of the day. Stay tuned. Okay. The word of the day is model. And a model is an image, it's in clay or wax or the like, and it's to be reproduced in a more durable material. And I just thought like what we're talking about, all this Old Testament stuff is just that little clay, (laughs) the little clay model of what Jesus is going to represent in the flesh. That's so cool. Like as you, as you're laying that out, I'm, I'm thinking of this really hard piece of clay. And like you said, it's being laid out right here. So, so we've got this 
hard piece of clay on a potter's wheel and it looks really ugly and he's starting to spin it and he's starting to make something, but it just does not look great Mm -hmm. yet. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, we've got the instructions and he's spinning and he's slowly modeling it into, you know, into something. something. We can see something taking shape here. Um, But then it's Christ. Like it's Christ is what is going to be the representation of everything. And all the laws that the Israelites are living out pointed to one of more durable material. So mm. Jesus, his life was a display of the fulfillment of the law. Um, mm-hmm. It made me think of, you know, when we learn facts and lessons in school, why do we learn those things? Um, it's to prepare us for the real world, world someday. So although math was hard for me at times, like what I learned helped me to balance my bank account and get a house loan and even add up snacks at the concession stand once I went. And the person's like, I forgot my money at my calculator. And they're like, you owe me $8. And I'm like, no, for three hamburgers, two hot dogs, three drinks, two chips, it's actually thirteen fifty. <laughs> and they didn't have their calculator, but in my head, I was able to add it up. I mean, it wasn't like we just did those drills of addition and subtraction, all those things for no reason. It's for real life. And even in High school, I used a lot of note cards. I made vocabulary words, science facts, and my friends were like, that takes a lot of work. That takes mm-hmm. a lot of work to do all those things. But in the writing and the learning, it prepared me for the test. And it reminds me of that, that verse above where the king, he wanted him to write out the word of the law. So the reason why he was writing out wasn't just to practice his penmanship, but it was so that the king would incorporate all these things mm. into his real life, just like our addition facts, just like whatever vocabulary words that I wrote down and learned. It's because God wants us to have this. And right now I prepare things for the podcast. I write down my thoughts, but it's for this conversation. It's for Michelle and I. It's a friendship. It's a community. Mm. Um, it's for being the hands and feet of Jesus. So, so many times it just seems like, oh, I'm just reading to read. Like we were saying earlier, just reading to read. No, even if you're reading to read, God's word is going to make an impact. And if we're telling a friend, if we're talking about it, if we're listening to people talk about it, um, whatever it is, that helps us to be the hands and feet of Jesus. It brings it to life as we go through God's word. Trisha, have you ever heard of a copy of a copy? A copy and of a copy. And how things start breaking down. Yeah, yes. You yeah. know, you make a Xerox copy of something and it looks mm-hmm. good, but it's it's a little mm-hmm. bit more faded, not quite mm-hmm. as black and white, not quite as crisp. Then you make a copy of that and then you've got a copy of a copy. And then you make a copy of that and you get a copy of a copy of a copy. And pretty soon it's just blurry. And then, yeah, right. It's just blurry because it doesn't, does not appear to be, it's not from the original. And I think that as we're talking about a model, and of course, you know, God is our ultimate model. And, Mm -hmm. and so he, he actually helped Moses write those words down. We know that those words are the inspired word of God. They came from Moses. And, But I think we also need to keep in mind that when we're modeling our life after Christ, we need to model our life after Christ, after Mm -hmm. God. And 
not people who are necessarily up on stage, you know, speaking to us. I mean, it's good to be listening to others, but when we're, when we think about being a model, we need to go back to just who is the ultimate model that we are modeling our life after is is it God or is it people on social media that say good things or is it, you know, no offense, Trisha, because I, I know where your heart is, but I'm like, <laughs> some people might go, but Trisha said and in her book, and and I'm just saying that we need to continually yeah. go back to the word of God as we're allowing him to mold our life, as we're allowing him to mold us into that that piece of clay. And um, yeah, and and like you said, be the hands and feet of Jesus. Don't be the hands and feet of someone else. Because in in our words today, what we learned was at least what I was really getting out of Deuteronomy 18 was don't copy the culture. Because mm-hmm. God is saying, don't imitate those who are outside of our nation. Imitate me. And as we look toward being molded by God, we need to be in his word and t- totally, truly be molded by him. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely you can be modeled after the culture or even good people. It's mm-hmm. not God. Even Moses, if even if they were modeling themselves after Moses, right. a Moses is about to leave them. As mm-hmm. good as he was, who talked face to face with God, he's going to be out of here pretty soon. Uh, God, that's who we need to model ourselves after. That's who the the Old Testament, all these representations were pointing to Jesus, who mm-hmm. was God on earth. That's who we need to be modeling ourselves after. Mm-hmm. Would you pray for us today, Trish? Absolutely. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much that we are just getting a glimpse of all these little mm-hmm. clay models in the Old Testament that are pointing to the real flesh and blood Jesus in the New Testament, who um, also is a representation of you, God. Mm-hmm. I pray that we will, as we read these sometimes challenging passages to read through, because there's so many hard things, Lord, that we will just look to Jesus. We will look Mm -hmm. to Jesus and we will model our lives after him. And may your word continually just um, be understandable to us. And maybe we will just see your truths and that will affect our lives. In your name we pray. Amen. Mm -hmm. And amen. Well, we are sending you off with some daily encouragement to get into the word and be moldable to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Again, if you don't have the one-year chronological Bible, we have links to that in our show notes. You can also find it in the Kindle format. Also in the show notes is a monthly and yearly schedule of the Bible reading plan that we are following. And tomorrow we are reading Deuteronomy. We're finishing up Deuteronomy 21 and verses 10 through 22, and then moving on into Deuteronomy 22, 23, 24, and 25. And I just want to take a second to thank the team at Life Audio. They partner with Daily Bible Podcast, and they're an amazing team. Go to lifeaudio.com. They have a lot of other great podcasts that are going to encourage you in your walk with God. Podcasts on body image, how to manage stress, biblical answers for questions that you have as a child of God and you want biblical answers to your questions. So go to lifeaudio.com. And we will see you here tomorrow. Bye-bye.